How's it going, everyone? Wayne the Unknown here, and welcome to another episode of Cosplay Contact, where we basically discuss everything pertaining to the cosplay community and conventions. Tonight, we are going to be doing a different segment for Cosplay Contact called Cosplay Wig and Makeup Styling. I am joined here by Cat Valentine and Iro Senpai. How are you both doing tonight? Good! That's good to hear. So you've both been doing cosplay wig and makeup styling for a while, right? Yeah, I've been doing makeup... God, I think since, like, middle school. I don't think I actually got decent at it until a couple of years ago, though. Um, and I've been styling wigs off and on for a couple of years, at least. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not good at keeping track of these things. It's it's perfectly fine. And how about uh, you, Iro Senpai? I was doing makeup since 2011. Started special effects in 2017, and now it's gone bigger. Wigs I've been doing for about two to three years now. Very nice. What uh, got you into doing that, starting with Cat? Uh, uh Specifically wigs or makeup or both? Uh, wigs first. Okay. Um, as far as wigs go... I just thought it looked really fun. Um, and I was like, you know what? I want to try this. Plus it kind of gives you a chance to experiment with different hairstyles without the commitment. So that's always nice. <laughs> and for uh, makeup, what got you into doing, wanting to do that? Um, it's a bit of an interesting story, actually. So when I was little, I was like always fascinated with makeup. Um, but my my family definitely was like very against me wearing it, and it made me really sad. Um, and then in middle school, I landed a pretty decent part in a play, and they're like, "Oh, well, she has to wear makeup for being on stage," and so. I did that, and I have been doing it pretty much ever since. Very nice. And then, yeah. uh, same question for you, Ido. Um, what got you into doing wigs and makeup? For me, I got into wigs because I didn't want to bleach hair ever again at a hairstylist, and I learned that was the way to go about it. So, as I got my first wig, I didn't stop, and now I have over 30 31 wigs. Ooh, that's a good collection. I know people look more, but it's also, I live, both, and all of us live in cramped apartments almost, so it's kind of funny because mm -hmm. they're inside of it. But, like, a few of them are styled and pretty looking. For asking, I really wasn't to it in middle school like you, Kat, but I found my makeup kit at, at the school, so. I started testing with school, didn't do it for a while, and then after a point, I'm like, you know what, I need to look cool. So I started in 11 doing, like, three makeup looks, and I think Unikitty was my first outfit I did, like, a full-on look for, complete with fake glasses every Ooh, nice. 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 So, um, back to Kat, what was your very first time, uh, doing cosplay makeup like for yourself uh for myself i want to say that was 2012 i it was definitely a while back um 
But at the time, I still was like, kind of trying to figure out how exactly to differentiate cosplay makeup from everyday makeup. Um, so that definitely took a little bit of trial and error. And this was definitely at a time where I didn't understand what doing my eyebrows were or what setting powder was. So I kind of was just putting things on my face and hoping it looked okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed, so I got to ask about your, um, prompto um oh. uh, the, the christmas theme one you did what is that like freckles he has or what is it what are those supposed to be yeah those are glitter freckles um i remember when i was putting together the outfit it's for an annual meetup that a friend and i run um and i was like you know what i kind of want to do a contest of prompto and then i was like oh well this event's coming up it might be fun to do like a fun christmasy version so I did that, and I sat there trying to plan out how I was going to do everything, and then I was like, oh no, how am I going to do his freckles? And then I thought glitter might be fun. And well. Very nice. I bet you had glitter everywhere. Oh my gosh, I did get glitter everywhere. <laughs> oh no. But glitter. It's okay, it's worth it. I love glitter. <laughs> I just feel bad for like other people I live with. They're not as bad. Uh, that's just... That's just, uh, I, I just can't imagine just getting all over where. And <laughs> now to Iro, um, you uh, did uh, your, uh, I want to ask about your Mimikyu. What uh, kind of makeup did you use for uh, that? My Mimikyu, I, I was Googling like, okay, what mom looked like, all that. And so I determined, you know what, let's go to YouTube, see what other people are doing like for paint and there's a YouTuber I follow called Mimikyu's Look that does a lot of water-based makeup looks. So <gasps> I love her. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who's the name? Made you look. M made or Meg? Made. Made you look. Okay, I'll have to look into that. But she does a lot of stuff with like Neuron Paradise, which are water-based, and they and since I really don't sweat on my face, I'm like, I'm gonna try that out. So I did. So my second test up, I decided I'm gonna buy a palette, do all this, I'm gonna do all that, and I did the makeup. So it was really fun. So cheeks I have on my are with red paradise paint, do a little bit of the black, and then the wiggly lines for the mouth are all in black for like a nick stick or whatever for the black lip. So it all melded together, and my eyes are just like. I got the Urban Decay palette, but you don't need to get it. <laughs> oh, I love Urban Decay so much. I know, I got the, their basic kits because I was looking for something. And I was watching Look and all these uh, YouTubers, including I think it was the one who does all the transformation videos. Um, mm -hmm. I forget her name right now, but she she recommended that palette. And it's like, it cost 40 something dollars, but I didn't oh, care. Yes. I was just it for a lot. I still have it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, like honestly if it's a palette you see yourself using a lot, it's worth the investment in my opinion. Oh but yeah. That's just me. <laughs> no, no, that's me too. I have 17 palettes now at the house. So I Damn. really want to... Damn, that's a <laughs> lot of it. palettes. Oh I my gosh, to... you're making my collection look tiny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get um called I want to get the Sugar Pill Pro palette and <gasps> the makeup next Same. but those are like Ooh. those are about 50 
engaged and I'm like, okay, I can't do that yet. I got some money. And I can't go to a convention. Yeah, mm-hmm. fan art. <laughs> Mood. Yeah, sugar pill's really nice. I also like. Wait, sugar I what? Love- sugar pill. Oh, it's the name of a makeup company. They do like amazing, super, super pigmented eyeshadows and liquid lipsticks and all sorts of stuff. Um, my personal favorite um for makeup that's affordable but also really really good quality is ColourPop. yes i have wow. so much color pop you know like same here I, I have the entire sailor moon collection <laughs> i got the animal crossing actually it's so glittery and i love it just the regular wear and i said oh i'm just gonna use this for days may no big deal no it's in my regular stuff <laughs> this is like stuff i've never even heard of and <laughs> Poor, poor Wayne is trying to figure out what's going on. Like the only, like the only, yeah. ma- the only makeup brand I know. Oh, hello, wig unicorn. Hi there. Uh, Hi. Eros Senpai, Cat Valentine. This is a uh, wig unicorn, and she makes some very well-made wigs. I think you did a recently did a rainbow dash wig. I did. I actually um, did uh, Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, and Applejack for a couple girlfriends and I. Dude, I I would kill for a rainbow dash that like really flat, you know, because I always cosplay for two. Yes, I I'm a huge like brony. I love My Little Pony, and I am very, very, very particular about making very like big sculptural wigs that match kind of the same energy you get from an animated, you know, cartoon. I want it to defy gravity like you see in a cartoon. And so um, I, I made some very, like, big sculpted pony wigs. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Oh, And just like I was talking to Kat and Iro, how long have you been um, doing uh, wigs for? Um, wigs, I, I started as a teenager when I was 16 um, in theater. Um, so that was like, you know, over a decade ago, uh, aging myself here. <laughs> um, but really, I got really, really into it um, in my early 20s when I was like, this is going to be my career. Um, I started to pursue it in theater platforms, mostly as I continued to just seek out opportunities where I could grow my education whilst working. Um, and then finally, over the last couple of years, I really honed in on my skills and um during this past year the the lockdown kind of shut down my whole theater career that i I had been working on um you know for the last several years to build up and so i took the the opportunity to do something i've always wanted to do and i opened my etsy shop um as just as a cosplay wig uh, shop and that has really taken off um, which I've been very, very, very fortunate um, for that because it's, it's taken off and it's kind of become where I don't really have to go back to working theater jobs that were kind of physically taxing. And so now I've gotten to the point over the last couple of years where I finally wigs are my primary income. And uh, so I'm reaching my goals. It's very exciting. You made it. Yay. Nice. <laughs> yes. Now I've also noticed that you, uh, your um, Rainbow Dash, also has some makeup. Did you do that makeup as well for the eye for the um, eye the eye shadow? I didn't. Um, so that was you're talking about uh, Brit cosplays. 
Um, and actually, Ryan Starr cosplays um, did her makeup for her. So we all got together in the morning and we uh, did makeup together and everything. And so Ryan's uh, the one that did that beautiful rainbowy nice. eyeshadow effect. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually um, Ryan who actually recommended you about talking about wigs and along with Eero and Cat Valentine. And um, on that subject, uh, starting with Cat, and I'll go down the list. Um, what is the hardest thing about when it comes to uh, styling your own wig by yourself? Um, that's a good question. I feel like it really depends on the project itself. Because there's definitely wigs out there where are, there are just so many inconsistent references. And it can be hard to make, take, make like good creative decisions on like, okay, how am I going to translate this into real life? Or sometimes you just have wigs that are being really picky and don't want to work with you. And that's when you just take a break and step away for a little bit, come back to it. Um, I know I definitely get frustrated with trying to find good references. Because, like, I, I love artistic liberties, but it can be a little difficult um, when there's not a whole lot to go off of in the first place. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um. I guess I usually just get my wigs ordered off of Amazon or Etsy and have them commissioned. Um, same question for Iro Senpai. What is the hardest thing about styling your own wigs? The hardest thing for styling my own wigs has to be the mess that it makes. Because with me, I usually just use got to be glued and all the products that they recommend. And I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Then at the end of it, your hands are all sticky and gross and it's like, okay that wasn't fun but at least the wig is done and it lasts for a good month or two with me like i did wonder tweak from south park game <laughs> and so i spiked up his hair and everything else he looked kind of like rocks rocks hair at a point <laughs> and my husband is like so you're gonna spike up a wig and then you're not gonna use it again it's like for this one yes but otherwise no <laughs> oh, man and then for the wig unicorn, uh, same question. What is the hardest thing about styling your own wigs? Um, I think if we're talking um, like in general to, to the, you know, the general cosplaying audience, for someone who's looking at um, maybe styling their own wig for the first time, I think it's really, really important to go into it with the knowledge that um, the synthetic fibers that wigs are made of do not behave the same way as actual hair so you have to know the difference between like styling your hair with like a curling iron and you know and whatever and, and styling that or trimming hair or anything the synthetic fibers um that most cosplay wigs are made out of is going to behave completely differently you're going to need a different set of tools you're going to you know you're going to need a different cutting technique because the fibers aren't going to cut the same way as hair um, so that's the the first real challenge, I feel like, when you're starting out in, like, what, gauging whether or not you can tackle that project is understanding the fundamental differences between the hair and the fibers. Yeah. Agreed. That, that, that just sounds like a lot of, uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be a gradual self-education, uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Start small yes that's some really good advice 
Now, what are some of the, and back to uh, Kat, what's, what would you say was probably the hardest wig for you to ever make and style? Hands down, prompto. Oh my god. I still am not satisfied with that wig. Um, I think, one, because it's just a highly detailed wig to begin with, with a gravity-defying style. Um... And two, like, I guess mapping out where exactly everything is. And thank God, like, there are some references out there, but they can definitely be a little inconsistent. Um, and honestly, it, it's hard to figure out, you know, okay, well, this, it might look nice on a wig stand, but will this look good on me? Mm -hmm. um, which is something yes. I definitely struggle with. So I definitely try to make things that'll work with my face shape. Um, and sometimes it goes really well, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and so there's definitely been times where I've had to just put wigs on my head and style it that way. Um, but Prompto was definitely really, really hard, and I'm very proud of him. Um, but I definitely want to rework a couple things and see how far I've come. Very nice. And then... Um... Yeah, no, I've, like, looked at, like, in the game itself, Final Fantasy fifteen, Prompto has some very swoosh-spiked hair. Yes, he does. Almost, not as similar to Cloud, but almost mm -hmm. roughly the same. I was yeah. gonna say, Prompto is a mix. He's a Cloud and Roxas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just find it funny that, like, all the guys in that game have, like, this beautiful perfect hair yet they're you know camping out like all the time and staying in like these random hotels and it's like when do you have time to make your hair look that nice what are you using tell me your secret <laughs> <laughs> uh, and same question for Iro. um what would you say the hardest wig for you that you ever made was i'm in my office right now i snap all the wigs and i have the same hardest one with that Moraha from Yasukime because at the time I'm like okay there's no shots of the back of her hair but I see there's a bow in there and that kind of thing so I did okay let's do a ponytail turns out the wig did not want to do a ponytail so I had to do like lots of glue fixing oh, I felt like the drag spirit was inside of me or something <laughs> but I managed to fix it and it looks really good. Like, even my girlfriend loved it. She tried it on. She loves that wig. Nice. My second hardest wig has to be Lulu, though, because it's over 30 inches long. The Oof. braid. Oof. That's so long. Oh, my wait, God. Wait, what's the, wait, what's the longest wig you just said? Uh, mine for Lulu, the uh, braids on it are 30. Oh, from Final uh, Fantasy X. Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. That, that, that... Ooh. How do you how do you take care of something that long? Yeah, like, my qu my question hard. exactly. It is hard. I mean, the way I attached it, I sewed it in there so it doesn't hurt it. So I'm really happy, but it tangles so badly. I'm mm. not wearing it, mm. and when I'm wearing it, <sighs> so the wig wig hairs attacked my friend. She said, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but Lulu has a mind of its own. I can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, those are the two hardest wigs I've done so far. Uh, and, and 
for you, Wig uh, Unicorn. By the way, what is your real name again? JL. JL. Okay, I'll I'll probably call you JL. Um, so <laughs> same question as I asked Cat and Arrow. What is probably the hardest wig that you've ever had to make yourself? <sighs> okay, so for me, it's gonna be a toss up. Um, I did a full like five and a half foot long Rapunzel braid. Oh god! Um, what? Yeah. So like, I'm like, I, like from like I, the Disney movie Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I oh, did it geez. for uh, a, a party company here, local, um, called Second Star Parties, and so I did a, a Rapunzel braid for them, and I wanted to really get across, um, like the thickness of the braid that she has in the film is much wider than most of the braided translations you see like in cosplays mm -hmm. um so i actually i i stuffed the braid each um each uh strand of the braid so all three strands had batting in the middle of them batting so they oh, really full. what's what's batting mm -hmm. if you don't mind me asking um, so actually what I had done, so batting is like a stuffing. What I had done is create just like fabric tubes in the same color as the hair and stuffed them um, and sewed those tubes to the wig base and then added wefting hair all the way down so oh. that I could braid them and it would be that big, thick, wide braid. Um, oh and just figuring out all like the... <laughs> all the logistics of that and like how to make it so that it still moves at the base of the head and the you know how to make it so that it'll drape on the shoulder and make it so that the braid is neat and pretty and like it took me two weeks and i was so glad to get that thing out of my house when i was done with it <laughs> no <laughs> uh, and i'm sure uh, we all have the same question how much does something like that weigh yeah yeah she's a heavy one Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I <laughs> going forward, I think there are changes that, that I I can make that will change the weight a bit. Um, and that's kind of part of my whole process. Is every wig I make, I try to learn from it on how to how to improve the design down the road. Um, but yeah, she was she was heavy. She's got like probably you know five pounds oh, hanging God. off her neck. But she's also made to to snap onto your shoulder and drape down so that it's not your head that's carrying the weight. It's your shoulder. So it's it's not as bad, but <laughs> she's a heavy girl. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that's just... It's, oh, man. Um, do, you have like a, do you have like a secondary wig that was just like a long process? Definitely. Um, I just did a Vegeta a couple months ago. Oh. And it's like full height, like probably a foot and a half high, you oh, know, geez. off the head, like massive spikes. <clears throat> and for me, when it comes to like anime wigs, I try to do everything sculpturally with the hair. So it's not on any sort of a foam form i i sculpt it all out of back combing the hair spraying the hair steaming the hair in place um hello so that uh rihanna hi everyone Sorry. rihanna another person who's uh done cosplay makeup and wig styling hello we've, 
we're in the midst of talking about how uh, JL is making a Vegeta wig. Oh, yes. Um, and so, and so I try to keep it without having to put in a form because it's going to keep it like super lightweight if we can just tease it and steam it and spray it into place. And so figuring Good out, <laughs> yeah, figuring out how to do that um, in such a large scale spike. Um, it took a long, long, long time to it, to find just the right combination of hairspray and steam. It and sounds like that. it. That's just <laughs> a lot. And oh my, just because I'm like in the future, like later down the road, I wanted to uh, cosplay as a Vegeta, and I've I've been trying to find people who've I've been looking at Vegeta wigs, but they don't look, you know, like accurate as you know possible, and. I also got to ask, since you have your Etsy shop, what are your rates usually for your uh, wigs? Uh, for example, uh, Vegeta. Vegeta. Um, yeah, like my rates kind of, they vary um, project to project. But I can tell you, um, I do have a Vegeta listing in my shop. So I'll pull it up and I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what well, I... my rate for a Vegeta wig is. And while you're doing that... Um, Re, um, how long have you been into makeup styling and uh, wig styling for cosplay? Um, I would about to say like, uh, I'm not like advanced like the 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 wig unicorn. I would say like I'm kind of like a intermediate. And there's nothing um, wrong with that at all. Um, I, I'm like intermediate. So I could say, like, I've been doing, like, wig styling costs and stuff like that um, for about, um, uh, like, two years. But I've been cosplaying for five years. Nice. And as I ask the others, um, what would you say the hardest wig is that you've ever made? Like, how long did it take? Oh, the hardest wig. Oh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> the hardest wig I ever made was this. Uh, this wig I made was uh, Chisa Yukizome from Danganronpa. Because her, like, this is like current cosplay that I just did. And her hair is just so much. And it's also in a ponytail. Oh man, yeah, I think I saw the picture and I'm like, ow. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's so it's just like so like I have to pin the base wig down and then I have like two like three other three other like wig pieces I have to put on and it's just so much hair. <laughs> That's and just... that is a lot of hair. Ugh. Yeah. That's... Yeah, and but it's so worth it. That's just a <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, like, but it was so worth it. Again, like I said, I just get my wigs off of Amazon and have a commission. I don't have the skill, nor time, nor patience to make a wig. <laughs> oh, mine was a from Epic Cosplay. Nice. I'm trying to get them to notice me. I love oh, it. Epic cosplay, Epic cosplay please notice. 
Sponsorship. Sponsorship. Right. Oh, yes. Uh, now, um, back to uh, JL. How long have you had your uh, Etsy shop for for your wigs and everything? Um, my Etsy shop opened at the end of last year, so um, in November. Nice. Um, and I've I've been very fortunate at how much traction it's gotten. Um, very early on, like I even I had to put my shop on vacation for two weeks. Um. <laughs> this month because uh i just needed time to like dial all the orders so i i feel very very grateful to the the cosplaying community that gathered around me and um have been supporting my little shop but um yeah so it's only been what is it four months five months now um but i love it nice very nice and you said that you uh your uh the price for the Vegeta wig it usually is the Vegeta wig is three hundred and fifty. That's not a bad price, and I'm sure, I'm sure as like most people, they've always tried to say that's like I imagine you've had people complaining to you that's like three hundred for a wig is a lot of money. There's always gonna be someone with that misconception, um, but yeah, the reality is it comes down to the you know the hours of labor the base wig supplies the other materials that are going to go into it like all the hairspray and the bobby pins and you know so it really does come down to like you're paying you're paying for the labor and uh, of the accuracy of the look so so you're going to get you know kind of what you're paying for mm-hmm. if if you don't want to invest in a wig in terms of like that kind of an expense that is totally fine and 100% like your choice and everybody can cosplay the way they want to. Um, but if, you know, if a cosplayer is looking for something that's going to be sturdy and last them a long time and is going to look, you know, like their vision or whatever, it, it does become, you know, the question of, well, are you willing to invest to achieve that? And and so it's, it's just a matter of everybody kind of gauging their you know their personal feelings about it and and what it is they're trying to achieve right nice and there's and there's and there's nothing wrong with that you know especially with people being on a budget and everything if they have to buy a cheap wig that's fine if they have the money to get a expensive wig that's okay too It, it really shouldn't like you said it really shouldn't matter on you know your level of skill or budget wise exactly everybody you know everybody is going to approach it in the way that they need to do that and i i think that that's the one of the best things about the cosplay community is there's you know it's it it's on such a spectrum you know it, it could be like people who compete for a living and do these like incredible thousands of dollars cosplays or it could be someone who's like i've never done this before i bought a costume um and being in a con setting in a costume for the first time you know is changing my perception of geekery and the whole you know and because they're they're finding uh an entrance into a new realm of of fellowship with fellow geeks and and i think that everybody having their own level of you know what they do in their cosplay is it's all cosplay right oh no most definitely Exactly. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> on on the next uh topic, um, body paint when it comes to cosplaying, who like I imagine who here has actually had body paint done to them for oh. cosplaying? Oh my god, body um, paint! <laughs> I'm still pretty new to it. But I'm like slowly starting to get better considering my next couple cosplays involve body paint. But it's so fun. Oh my gosh. I love body paint. So much mm. fun too. It brings me back to my homestuck days. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you ever hear the Sharpie bath story? Oh, the Sharpie bath story. Oh the what the what the what? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Wrap in. It is story time. Okay. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of curious now. <laughs> do you want me to tell her? Or do you or would you like to tell it, Reed? You you can tell it. Okay. So, years and years ago, back when Homestuck was at like the height of its popularity, um, there was someone who wanted to paint their body, but they didn't want to spend forever and ever you know sitting there applying paint oh no i didn't know where this is going but keep in mind this was before people were more aware about you know safety things when it comes to cosplay and cosmetics and all of this so this person had the uh the brilliant idea to fill a hotel bathtub with alcohol and sharpie markers Oh, as someone who works in uh, who works at a hotel, I no, I wouldn't have, well, I wouldn't want to clean that up. I feel more bad for the uh, the housekeeper who had to clean out that up than the than the person who decided to use a sharpie to. Oh God. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I I also used to work at a hotel. Um, so I can definitely I feel bad for whoever had to clean that up. Oh my god, I hope they got a raise. Um, yeah, that is what I remember from it. And they got really sick, because, you know, you shouldn't exactly be putting that much on your skin. No. Especially when it's not made to go on your skin in the first place. Um, so, of course, there was this huge controversy and drama because this person did this, and so on and so forth. And I think that is just, like, seared into so many con-goers' memories, no matter what fandom you're in. If you were there during the Sharpie Bath era, then if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say another thing about Homestuck is don't forget to steal your or else you will turn everything gray. Oh my god, yes. Is. You're what, you're what? <laughs> Like, this is going to sound mean, but if you don't seal your makeup, don't touch me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Same with body paint. There's no uh, Yeah. The, no, it's like... Cosplayers were our baby cosplayers. Mm -hmm. So they they don't seal their um, body paint, basically. And uh, you can seal your body paint by using, like, baby powder or powders. Mm-hmm. I know you can use the setting spray as well, just to be sure that it'll all stay. Oh yes, setting spray is a good one too. Hundred percent. Like I would say, go in with a healthy layer of uh, powder and then setting spray that stuff because I yes. mean, yes. you need yes. it to last all day. Oh my god! Yeah, 
the more the merrier. Like just lock yeah. it down. <laughs> and Ben I had some really nice setting sprays, like especially for theatrical stuff like cosplay. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Urban decay. Mm-hmm. Expensive but good. Yeah. Oh, that stuff I found that's great for like more more normal makeup. I found that with some body paints it can act a little weird, but Urban Decay, if you want like good, more normal everyday makeup and you want a setting spray that will keep everything in place for way longer than you would expect, their stuff is amazing. It is expensive. I'm not gonna sit there and say that like it's super affordable. But yeah. it's it's good stuff. If you are able to make the investment, I definitely recommend them. And, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. I mean I mean, you can even turn to uh, special effects brands like uh, Meron. Meron is a really good yeah, brand. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, they Meron have, and Ben and I are my go-tos. And they have great <laughs> sealing sprays and setting mm-hmm. sprays for their body paints. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, you've got all the spectrum of options. Yes. You have so many options. There's so much info out there. You don't really have an excuse not to seal it. <laughs> no, I mean, pe- some people I know use setting spray. Others use setting powder and um starting off with Eero, what would you usually recommend setting spray or setting powder i recommend uh setting powder and spray actually you put the spray on first for all your makeup let it dry doesn't matter which brand every one of them actually had to work for me now then you put your body paint over it and then you do the powder and then spray where then do the t-zone which is your nose and your cheek nice um and same question for uh cat valentine i am also very much in the camp of using both uh especially if you want something that's gonna last all day like especially in a convention setting because you are moving around probably more than you would do in your everyday life you're in a new environment and you've got all this stuff on your face. So my typical routine is after I do like, you know, I finish my normal makeup, I go in with a healthy coat of powder. Um, and I let that kind of sit there for a minute to absorb any like excess oils or anything. Uh, and then I go in and I spritz myself with some setting spray. I go, I wait a couple minutes for that to dry. Um, I like to try to do like a transfer test. So I might like gently rub my cheek against like, you know, some like some spare fabric or a towel or something. Uh, and as long as nothing transfers, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go out the door for the Olive Con. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And uh, same question for Re and uh, JL. Setting spray or setting powder or both? Um, My ideal is that well i have dry skin so like i can't really i can't really and i my skin is also textured so like i have to give myself oily skin (laughs) with like hydrating primers and stuff so um i can't really put a whole lot of powder on but like i like setting spray so Yeah. Well, and there actually are some setting sprays out there 
that are for drier skin types as well. So if you really struggle with something like that, um, I know Too Faced has some. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Elf has some too. Um, but there's definitely options out there. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of options, but I'm just like I I work with what I have right now. Oh so, yeah, like hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> And JL, same uh, question, uh, setting spray, setting powder, or both? I am also in the both camp because I'm, you know, like I was saying, you've, you've worked on this costume, all the people around you have worked so hard on their costumes, you need to make sure that this makeup is locked down all day. So I'm going to say go in with a great primer, do your makeup. And then I like to go in with a mattifying uh, setting pow uh, powder just to kind of dull some of that all-day con shine. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then I'll go in with my setting spray. Nice. Um, yeah. Now, is there like a specific, for all of you, uh, for all for all of you, um, is there like a, a specific type of setting spray and powder that you use? Because I know there's, I imagine there's like each, there's like a different brand. Oh yeah, um, I use Laura Mercier setting powder for my beauty makeup, and then I use uh, Urban Decay setting powder, a uh, setting spray. I use uh for all of my makeup actually. I Mayron, uh, not Mayron, the wrong one. <laughs> no, I use um Morphe. It works all day for every kind of makeup look I want to do. But if I want, if I'm at a convention, I found a new spray. It's called like Tropical and it's from Pony Moly, and it's usually on sale. It's a, it's the same size as the Morphe one, but cheaper. Nice. Ooh, and it nice. smells nice. amazing. Wow. It like that and Morphe, best smelling setting sprays. And my mm, friends are like, you. you smell like perfume. That barely got on you. And I'm like, that's yeah. <laughs> I good, good stuff. I love their brushes. Um, I, so I am a little weird. I have very, very, very cool toned skin. Um, so a lot of makeup tends to oxidize on me and make my skin look a little bit yellow or a little bit orange. So I have gotten to the point where the only sort of setting powder I have been able to find that works for me is baby powder. Um, oh. And so I, I've had to use that for everything. I still am on a hunt for one that won't oxidize on me horribly. Mm. Um, that, that mission has not yet been completed. And as far as setting spray goes, I kind of go between a couple different things. Um, if I am doing um, just more of like everyday or more, I guess, normal looking skin. Um, I really love the Urban Decay All Nighter Setting Spray. Um, I especially really like their cooling one just because, you know, it gets really hot in convention centers. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It does. I also really love uh, the, the Maron Waterproof Setting Spray. That is honestly perfect if you're doing any sort of body paint, especially if you live somewhere like the Pacific Northwest where we get a lot of rain. Um, yeah, those are, those are my go-tos. I love them. And then, uh, same question for, uh, JL. What kind of, uh, setting powder and setting spray do you prefer when you were doing your makeup and everything? Yeah, um, it depends on 
on the the look. So if it's more of a just like a full face of contour and makeup, um, then it's gonna be I'd go in with um, an ELF because I'm all about when I can't when you can use affordable cosmetics like mm-hmm. do. yeah um, especially like brands like ELF and Wet n Wild have a lot of really like underrated stuff Wet n Wild way better oh I love Wet n Wild yeah like their yeah. stuff is so pigmented and so great and they don't get enough credit for how mm-hmm. kind of really good their products can be for really oh, expensive um so so that's kind of my my cheat go-to so for for just um for just like a beauty makeup i'm gonna go in with a a, an elf no a wet and wild mattifying powder and then an elf setting spray um but if we're talking a full paint then i'm gonna go in with my ben nye setting powder and then my mevron um setting spray nice and now on that topic of full body paint starting with cat I believe you were telling me a while back that you were eventually wanting to do a Laura Olympus um, Persephone cosplay, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have been trying to practice doing body paint uh, specifically for her. Um, and I'm going to be honest, body paint intimidated me for the longest time because so many people have told me oh it's so hard don't do it or oh you have to use this product no use this product um and so finally i just dived in and it's so much fun oh my gosh Uh, i still am figuring out blending fully um because i i'm someone who's like I'm very particular about blending. I put so much effort into blending things. Um, So it's very much a learning process, especially with body paint. Um, So I definitely would recommend to anybody who hasn't tried a makeup look for a specific character, or if you're using a brand new product or a new technique, I definitely would recommend doing a cause test, which is essentially kind of a trial run where you put on all the makeup and kind of practice. So that way you're not in your hotel room, you know, the day of con, not sure what you're doing. Um, you know, plus it's like a fun little way to get yourself hyped up to cosplay that character. Yes. We yeah. love a cosplay. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Now, um, for her wig, do you plan on doing her short haired look or her long haired look? both (laughs) um i so i am someone who has such bad like fandom brain rot specifically for laura olympus right now um so i actually have three or four different outfits planned um i'm actually almost done doing her fury outfit oh the uh black Uh, the uh, black dress outfit with like the crown she wears Oh no, I'm gonna do that too. That's uh that's her dread queen. Um Oh god, I don't wanna spoil anything. It's like where she has like the cape and the antlers. And it's like kind of like the burgundy color. Yeah, that one I'm almost done with. Um I'm doing her dread queen and I wanna do one of her office looks. Um I have a couple others planned, but they're not necessarily canon with the comics so those are going to be a bit more of a surprise (laughs) always always something to look forward to um 
Now, Eero, um, speaking of, do you have any future cosplay projects that involve uh, body paint that you're wanting to do eventually once, you know, COVID can finally be over? I might actually bring out I might bring out Diamond again Ooh. and do some other stuff for her. She was my first experience doing body paint. So the body paint took me like two hours to do, but it was worth it. And now I've got it down to a science where, like, okay, I know how to highlight contour everything. Thank you for tutorials and world. And I'm like, I haven't worn pink diamond in a while. Maybe I should, but like different outfits. Although my OC has the same colored face, it's more along the lines of when am I going to wear it? <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, you, Reed, do you have any cospl uh, cosplay projects? that involve a lot of, like, makeup, either be, whether it be body paint or special effects or anything like that? Um, I... Even though it, like, probably is bad, I really want to bring back my Dolorosa cosplay from Homestuck because now I'm, like, better, wiser, stronger. So I can, um, do the the body paint for that for the face but like um i have gloves that i put i glued nails to so like i can touch people and uh like so they won't be a like they won't be afraid to hug me <laughs> oh like um uh, like seamless well, like uh like see yeah arm socks yeah like arm socks yeah, oh, yeah but I I that too. they're so um, cool there's a website, and I'm sure you all heard of it, called We Love Colors, and they sell uh, long, seamless uh, gloves that are like arm socks. <gasps> yeah, We Love yeah, Colors. Super high quality. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. Okay, well, now oh, I'm going to go uh, with them immediately. Huh? <laughs> there's also a really great, like, indie shop, if you guys are down to support, like, small businesses, called Cache Socks Shop. Um, and they actually will make custom arm socks for you. And, they, and so, you know, you don't have to do work. <laughs> there's also, um, well, it was a lady, it was a lady on Etsy. She doesn't do it anymore. Uh, she was making not just arm socks, but also, uh, ones for your feet too. So you don't have to like body paint your feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Love it. So yeah, those are, that. Those, yeah, no, I was, I, she recommended, uh, checking out cause they sell, uh, they sell uh, tights as well, like that would match your legs if you wanted to wear a cosplay that showed your legs as well, to match with like the seamless gloves, which is like the best thing. Mm -hmm. And for JL, um, do you have any future cosplays that involve either special effects makeup or full-on body paint that you like to share? Um, yeah, I would love to eventually do a Pinkie Pie that is actually I do like pink you know i actually paint myself pink um because <laughs> i'm crazy mm. and i i just i live for that life um, <laughs> um and i also um have half of uh, a gamora mashup cosplay Ooh. Um, Ooh. So, nice. so i'm probably gonna i've already got my my green paint so i'm probably gonna <laughs> end up painting myself green and uh putting that look together in this next year i think so i'm excited nice oh, i can't wait to see I love that'd, be, that'd be pretty cool and speaking of uh sci-fi type uh cosplays i remember when i was talking uh interviewing uh ryan she was telling me that you made her princess leia buns 
I did. Yes. I love, love, love Star Wars and have a, quite a few uh, Star Wars wigs in my shop. That's one of my favorite focuses, I think. Nice. Uh, what would you say your hardest Star Wars wig to make was? Um, 100%. It is Padme's um, lake, uh, lake dress um, wig. It's her hairstyle that looks like a big snail shell on the back of her head. Oh, where she's wearing that, like, that weird silver, uh, like, crown thing, right? Um, no, it, it's where she has, like, that yellow to purple ombre silk dress on, and then her hair oh, is that one. swept back into the big snail shell on the back of her head, and uh -huh. she's got the purple headbands all the way down it. Oh, dang. Yeah, that one would be hard. That's a lot, it's, I must say. It's so much hair. Oh, jeez. Um, it's a lot. And so I definitely, I have to make a form to go inside it, and then I have to style the hair around the form. Mm -hmm. um, I've been really, really happy with the results. I feel like I've gotten really, really close to to the shape that you see on screen, and so I'm I'm really proud of it. But oh, she's tricky. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm just look. I'm just like looking at the pictures right now from uh, on Google. Yeah, no, that's a lot of like just the way that hair looks. That's just super crazy. That's a lot, yeah. a lot of hair. It is a lot of hair. No, yeah, I gotta ask you all a question when it comes to wigs. Um, those who are into Final Fantasy, has anyone ever seen a Maester Seymour wig made from Final Fantasy X? Uh, yes, I don't think so. <laughs> Not in person, but I've seen some Not really good ones online. Like, uh, so for those who do their wigs, um who make the wigs uh uh if you if you look up mr seymour from final fantasy 10 you know what i'm talking about uh what kind of material what kind of materials do you think you would need to make a wig like that hot glue and a prayer no i'm kidding not so much um i'd say definitely get yourself a really nice base wig i definitely would buy extra wefts if you can um and teasing is going to be your best friend a lot of hairspray oh yeah oh, that's praying a lot of <laughs> okay i'm like i'm glad you guys i'm glad you guys know what i'm talking about because i just remember playing that game and seeing all the guado just have that just the, those hairstyles and then looking at seymour like oh my god yeah so i i i don't know final fantasy very well so i just googled uh, Maester Seymour, <laughs> and I'm looking at this hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got yeah. some. He's got some pretty interesting hair. I mean, he even has that that blue makeup, and I feel like something like that would be more simpler than doing the wig. Yeah, it's a look for sure. With the wig, I'm gonna I'm gonna second what um, Cat was saying. That was Cat. Yes, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna second what she was saying about getting a really like a good solid base wig. Um, definitely you're going to need to be buying extra wefts. I'm going to say another thing to have on hand is going to be thin craft foam um, and some wire, probably 12-gauge wire. Um, and some felt to cover your 
your uh, craft foam with. Right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So I would build the shape of what those like horn things are going to be. Oh, part, and yeah, then part you're going to go in. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to go in and cover that with the wefting. Right. Um, yeah. That's intense. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's no. I, I've, now for his uh, for his makeup, which are technically his veins on his face, which is like standard for each Guado in the game. What kind of like makeup would you use for that? Would you use like special effects makeup or just regular like Maron or something? I think it honestly depends on how realistic you want to go. Um, so there's a really cool thing called rigid collodion, and so what wait, what? Rigid collodion. I have never heard of that. Oh, it's so cool. It's really great for doing like stars and like detailed veins. Um, so what you do is you can put a little bit on your skin and it kind of tightens your skin up and can make it look like a scar and you can kind of build on top of that. Um, so you could definitely put some of that down and then brush some color over that, whether that be, I don't know, a colored eyeliner or some eyeshadow or even some body paint. Um, but I'd say if you really, really want the veins to stand out, I definitely recommend some rigid collodion. Also, make sure you get proper remover because that stuff is hard to get off without it. I use I use Mac makeup remover for that actually. Oh, oh wow! And it worked just it works amazing. My face is red after. Oof. Huh? Oh, but I first started using that bubble light. <laughs> So we got probably about a couple more minutes. Um, one more thing I probably want to ask is, um, has anyone here ever done uh, beards or mustache, whether it be, you know, actual, like a beard wig or just paint on the uh, beard? All questions for you. Starting with uh, Kat. Uh, not yet. There are definitely cosplays I have planned in the future that will require fake beards or things like that. Um, I don't think I've done any specifically for cosplay, but I've definitely played around with kind of like the mascara technique, like that five o'clock shadow where you just smudge a little mascara on and then you blend it out to make it look like you've got some stubble. Um, and that's super fun. But I, I have not ventured into beards quite yet, but I look forward to that journey. Uh, now for uh, JL, same question. Have you ever dabbled with, uh, uh, since you make wigs and everything, have you dabbled? Have you ever been commissioned to like make like a beard to put on with spear gum and everything? Yeah, so I, because of my history in theater, um, I've worked with facial hair pretty extensively over the past decade. Um, from a production of Fiddler on the Roof, where every person playing a man has to have a beard, um, to uh, a production of um, something rotten. So it's like Shakespearean, Edwardian era, like, nice. or not Edwardian, Elizabethan era um, facial hair. So I've worked with the lace beard pieces um, and... You know, I've had to, I've never made a beard from scratch where, where you get the lace and you ventilate the hair in. Um, that's not something, that's not something I'm quite there yet with. Um, it I takes do, a lot of patience. It does. Actually, I, I, 
do know basic ventilation, but I have not ever made a full beard. I just uh, recently, not long ago, had a friend. Um, I had a, I had them commission uh, AJ. Um, they I had them commission me a uh, McCree beard and wig. And when they sent the beard, it was still like on the lace pattern where you actually have to cut, you know, the beard, mm -hmm. the lace from the beard and everything, then put it on your face, which I've never seen before. Usually, when I get like something like a beard it just comes to where you just put it on your face not have to cut out the uh the beard from the lace thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that could be for a couple of reasons possibly just so that you can get enough surface area to the fit of your face oh yeah no that's that was that that was actual reason um yeah yeah exactly i recently did a photo shoot for jill from the last of us which i'm sure you've all seen on my instagram um, my, since the beard didn't come like with a sideburn kind of like thing and the wig was kind of short, my friend had to, uh, fill in the side, my sideburns with, you know, the whole, um, eyeshadow technique. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um. The eyeshadow does come in handy. What the? <gasps> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We forgive you. But oh. tell us, is there her name? <laughs> Oh. Those are my those are my babies. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think here. We got like a couple more, uh, minutes. Um, I guess the last thing to ask you guys is, and starting with, I'll go down the list from Ira then to JL. Um, any advice you'd like to give for those who are considering makeup or wig styling for their first time, like first time con goers or cosplayers? I should say. I was going to say you won't be perfect the first time. Like, my first time was horrible. But you know what? I kept on going, and I'm a cosplayer for 11 years now. And it is amazing how you grow. And there's always resources out there to help you. People are really helpful. Like, as long as you are, like, trying your best, no one should have to. You know? I've been on, on the wrong side of the cosplay Seattle because there are some people that said oh you're too poor to cosplay oh you don't have any money oh you can't do this you can't do that so that don't listen <laughs> no, that's just alright um, yeah. now uh, Kat uh, same question any tips and advice you like to give for first time cosplayers or first time people who are wanting to get into makeup and uh, wig styling uh, I actually have three, and I'll just speed run them really quick. Uh, so the first one would be don't be afraid to be a beginner. Because, you know, like everyone here, we've all started somewhere. And your first might not be the best looking thing in the world. But just get over that initial hurdle. And all you can do from there is just get better and better and better. And eventually, maybe someday, you will be like JL and be able to make wigs for a living. Um... Yeah, another thing I'd say is, like, please be really careful when it comes to, like, safety for anything on your skin. Don't use things that aren't supposed to go on your skin. Like a shar like a shar like a Sharpie? Yeah. Yes, please don't take a Sharpie. <laughs> oh, well, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, no, um, before COVID, some, uh, a friend and I used to teach classes at a library, um, about cosplay and crafting cosplay and one of our students painted almost their entire arm with 
black acrylic paint and it's like no oh, wash that off <laughs> don't acrylic paint is not for oh. skin it really no, no, no. Acry oh acrylics yeah. acrylics is more used for props which later down the road i do want to get into is about talking about prop making and everything yeah 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 okay. uh yeah but definitely you know if you're not sure if it's something that can go on your skin or not you probably shouldn't but if you really want to double check google and if it says no take that for an answer <laughs> um <laughs> and also you know similar to what arrow said don't be afraid to ask for help um i have found youtube to be a fantastic resource because i'm a very visual learner um, and there are just so many great channels and resources out there if you just take a couple minutes to look. Um, so I definitely would recommend doing that. That way you're not going in totally blind to whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, and be kind to yourself. Love yourself. You're worth it. No, most definitely. Um, now, uh, Re, same question. Any, you know, tips, advice you'd like to give to first-time uh makeup artists and or you know wig stylists um for me for wigs it's just you know just do it you know if you're not gonna get it right the first time you just practice 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 um also for makeup don't tape your face Please don't tape your eyes. Do not tape your eyes. Thank you. I've actually, um, actually, I think. Please. I think it was Cat that shared a story about that. Don't do the whole uh, yellow did. face. Is yes. what it's called. Yes. Oh, is and on that really quick. Yes. Okay. Oh. Well, I think while we're here, we should probably talk about blackface as well. Please don't. Paint I was going to talk skin. about blackface as well. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. Feel free okay. to uh, feel free to share. All of you, feel free to share your opinion on that. Yes. Okay. Oh, no no. Yeah. Yes. Please don't. Um, you know, obviously, all the go on and on and on about why it is wrong. Um, but I'm gonna let Re take the wheel on that. As far as like face taping goes, uh, taping your eyes is not okay and is incredibly racist, especially to the Asian community. Um, you know, especially if you are a white person or black or whatever thing you might be. Um, because at the end of the day, you can take that tape off and you can go back to living whatever privileged ass life that you live. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people can't do that. And it's just straight up, it's really offensive. And I know some people try to do it for accuracy or whatever. Right. But like, I find that a lot of the people who are doing that are doing anime characters who have gigantic eyes. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Why would you do that? Also, it looks like it's really, really painful. So please oh, don't yeah. your eyes. No, definitely. And Not be only because it is racist and looks bad, but it's also painful. Oh yeah. And before um, restarts, um, uh, JL, any uh, advice you like to throw out there for first-time wig stylist and makeup artists and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anybody who's just getting into cosplay or or is in cosplay but wants to that's my that's my dog barkley i'm sorry <laughs> um, um or wants to to try and style a wig for the first time or wants to keep doing new makeup looks like 
my advice is going to be don't be afraid like especially as a cosplayer like you do not have to make everything yourself for your cosplay to be valid cosplay right here here. i i just i feel like there's way too much you know shaming that happens Mm -hmm. of like oh well you didn't make it so basically gatekeeping yeah yeah gatekeeping hey like if you buy every piece of your cosplay on amazon it's still a cosplay and you're still, exactly. you know, you're still emulating your favorite character. You're still representing the fandom that oh, you love. Most, most and, definitely. Yeah. And people 100% do not get to take and that that's, away from you that's one, you don't sell. That's one thing I want to talk about in a later segment and it's in, in title because I do want to, because uh, we're kind of running out of time here. I do want to cover more about the uh, do not blackface in a segment called cosplay do's and don'ts. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I think it'd be good to definitely talk about that oh, in yeah. depth. Also, also, um, also, make sure you credit your artists too. If oh, you yeah. Get a commission. oh yeah, no, definitely. Always gotta give them, and that's that's the one thing I've noticed. Um, my friend who did my um, my Joel makeup and all my other makeups, like I'll share it and everything, and I'll tag them. And they don't get, like, people will like my post, but they won't go to the actual post where I share it and give that artist a recognition. And what kind of, it kind of upsets me is, like, they're the ones who put all that work in. Go give them, go give them, a rec- rec- give them the recognition. Don't like my post. Like the original creator's post, you know? Do both. Well, that too, yeah. Do both. <laughs> Support cosplayers. Support cosplayers. Yeah. Support all cosplayers. Oh, yeah, but it's just, it's just I, I've just noticed a lot of cosplay artists who do makeup for other people, like, when that per, when that cosplayer shares that, their post, they, some people don't go on the original post and like theirs. They'll just like the one post and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, do, do more, really everybody. Like all the things. So, yeah. Um... I think that should do it. Um, Eero Senpai, Kent Valentine, Miss Artistry, and the Wig Unicorn, thank you for coming on to talk about cosplay, makeup, and wig styling. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, uh, thanks. Don't mention it. This was... <laughs> thanks this, for having me. Even this was... Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. I think this, you know, this panel kind of went pretty well, I think. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I'm and I'm hoping to eventually once cons come back, I would love to do this kind of stuff in person. Oh, I Thank would you. love it. Ooh, like a panel? Um, yeah, I uh since I'm in Medford, uh I want to try to talk to some of the local cons, see what I can do about starting uh panels there and f- try and try to find local cosplayers to join in on the panel and call it cosplay con talk basically. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's fun. I love it. You're far away. I'm not local, I, I but I will travel to you. <laughs> I mean, and like I said recently, I just got um, my my YouTube channel uh, shared by KamoriCon, which was kind of nice. Yay! Oh, that is cool. So, yeah. Again, thank you all for coming on to talk about this subject. Of course. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Oh, definitely. So, everyone, again, I'm Wayne the Unknown. Thank you for listening, and until next time, thank you for watching.